With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. How do you feel great on vacation? Like, really good? Easy. You go to Aruba. You'll spend your time relaxing on cool white sand beaches and floating in healing blue water. You'll immerse yourself in natural wonder and find your center on an island where things move at your speed. You won't just feel great. You'll feel relaxed, renewed, and ready for life. That's the Aruba effect. Plan your trip at aruba.com. Do you know what I use to record these podcasts? It's Anchor by Spotify. It's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. Let me explain. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or a computer. It's all really, really easy. It's all really intuitive. When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast on listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. It's everything you need to make a podcast. Good afternoon. Welcome to Sports Nothing But Sports with Kent Sterling for Wednesday, November 6th, 2019. Brought to you by the great people at Today's Dentistry. Call 317-849-2933. Make an appointment with the best dentist you're ever going to see in your life. The only dentist I've seen the last 25 years, the great Dr. Mike O'Neill. Again, 317-849-2933. We're not going to talk much about the Pacers because I hate carping about officials. They've got a game tonight against Washington, so let's just forget about the overtime loss last night in Charlotte. What happened last night was awful, and officiating was terrible, and they got the loss, a loss that should have been a win. They had a 19-point lead, and, and they gacked it up, and so that's in the past. Pacers tonight at Bankers Life Fieldhouse. Indiana, they won last night 98-65 against Western Illinois. Western Illinois is not a very good basketball team, but I like the way Indiana played. They played connected on defense, and the defense turned to offense. After the first 10 minutes of the game, that thing was a runaway. The second 10 minutes of the first half, I think that's about as well as Indiana can play. Justin Smith played with passion and tenacity. I thought Rob Finnessy was good. I thought Al Durham was great the entire night. I think he's one of those guys Indiana is going to have to count on to show up night in and night out, especially while Devontae Green is trying to get his hamstring back into shape enough that he can play. They've got a game this Saturday afternoon against Portland State on BTN+. Plus. That is a matter we will discuss a different day. I like BTN Plus less and less the more I watch it. Anyway, Indiana plays really well. Last or Tonight, you've got Butler playing against IUPY. That game at Henkel Fieldhouse at 6.30. It'll be on Fox Sports 2. Butler, they got to get back to the big dance, right? This really feels like it's Laval Jordan's team. His third season, it's got to kind of not be Chris Holtman's team anymore. Just like in Bloomington, you can't have Indiana beat Tom Crean's team anymore. It's got to be 100% Archie Miller's. Butler, without Paul Jorgensen and Nate Fowler, we're going to see how this thing comes together. Kamar Baldwin, no doubt, the leader of that team. Purdue against UWGB, that's Green Bay. 7 o'clock on BTN. 
Purdue without Carson Edwards, so you got to figure out how you're going to replace that 24 points. And then you're also replacing the points and the three-point shooting of Ryan Klein. Don't dismiss Ryan Klein's absence from this program as unimportant. It's really important because what Ryan Klein did was force defenses to stay honest. Who's going to pick up the slack for Ryan Klein having graduated in shooting threes and spreading the defense? Tonight, that story begins to be written. Purdue ranked in the top 25, Indiana and Butler not. Both those teams would like to be ranked at some point. Neither team is going to win their conference, right? And Purdue, I don't think, is going to win the Big Ten. Michigan State's really good despite their loss last night. Maryland's good. Ohio State's good. If Purdue could finish fourth in the Big Ten, that'd be terrific. Indiana fifth, somewhere in there. Butler somewhere between third and fifth in the Big East. That'd be a hell of a thing because the Big East is the best conference at the bottom in all of college basketball. What I want to talk to you about today is what makes college basketball magical, and I think it's lost on so many players. I was reading on Twitter last night, uh, John Ashworth, who's a high school basketball coach at Decatur Central, mentioned how high school players really don't understand the game at this point and what a shame that is. They think it should be stat-driven, that analytics are everything, that personality is everything. It's not about the game anymore, and I think that that's a shame. And in John's right, and I think that that ignorance of basketball kind of extends to college at this point because they just haven't been taught. What parents are thinking about and what kids are thinking about, they're thinking about the glory, right? They're thinking about winning. They're thinking about going to the pros. They're thinking about all, all those kind of those materialistic and uh, objective measurements of them as basketball players. And what the game's really about is all the subjective stuff, and especially at the high school and college level. What it's about, it's about sitting in the locker room together, getting taped. It's about finding a way to play when you have no business being on the court. It's about backing your friends. It's about competing because that's all you care about. Things get complicated when you become an adult. You get married. You got a mortgage. You got all this stuff to consider as you make decisions with your life. In college basketball and high school basketball, you really don't have any of that stuff. You have no worries other than when to go to class, when your tests are, when to be at practice, when to get shots up, when to be ready for the team bus, all that kind of stuff. That's all you have to worry about. All the rest of your time is spent making those relationships, those friendships that are going to last you a lifetime. All those experiences compile into this wonderful kind of soup of of memory that you're going to be able to experience for the rest of your life with those people you shared the court with. And it's a shame to look at basketball in a different way. It's a shame that kids are looking at basketball, and this is media-driven to an extent. It's also parent-driven to an extent. It's a shame that the way they look at the game is about what the game can give you. Well, the most obvious thing that the game is going to give you is you sharing the court with these other guys. That's what it is. It's about the relationships. It, it is. It's about being in the locker room and looking each other in the eye and knowing that you're all connected and you're all thinking the same thoughts. And when that happens, man, it's a beautiful thing. And if it doesn't happen, it's a terrible thing and a terrible waste. 
And I feel like that's what's happening with the experiences that people playing college basketball and, to a lesser extent, high school basketball. They're forfeiting by thinking so much forward, so much toward you know, the objectivity of making a living playing the game that they're missing out on what is currently the best part of it. And those are the relationships and those shared experiences. When I played high school soccer, the thing that I learned to love the best was that time before the game, the time when you're getting dressed, right? You're putting on your cleats. You're looking at each other. It's really, really quiet in there. People are getting in touch with their thoughts. They're thinking about the game or two hours before the game. When you try to get out on the, on the field and you test your ankle and you say, my God, I don't think, I don't know if I can play. And you talk to the trainer and you say, come on, fix me up, tape this thing so I can get out there and I can run a little bit and at least give it a shot. That is, that's the magic, testing yourself and, and using those people that you play with as the motivation to put yourself in a position where you can sacrifice and you can, you can figure out how to pony up for your team. That's the magic of the thing. It's not in the celebration of the victory, right? It's in the preparation for the battle, and it's during the battle where somebody gets sideways with, with a teammate and you're right there ready to take one in the jaw because you're not going to let your teammate get embarrassed on the floor by this other yahoo. It's about us versus them. And the best part of us is it's not me, right? It's us. We're linked. We're a team. We believe in each other. We have worked our asses off to be the best that we can be. And now we're testing it on the floor. And there is nothing we will not do to back each other up and put ourselves in a position to be successful collectively because that needs to be the result of all that blood, sweat, and tears as, as you prepared 12 months a year now in college basketball, right? You're constantly working at the game. You've been playing 12 months a year for your entire life. And your parents, at some point, especially if you're playing college basketball, your parents have looked at you and, and said, ooh, that kid's pretty good. You know, maybe he can make money playing this game. Very few parents don't think like that. And, and few parents don't communicate that. To their kids somehow or some way. What's your dream? Playing in the NBA. Well, if you want to play in the NBA, you know, you got to get to work. You got to get up your thousand shots a day. You got to work on your handles, your weak hand. You know, you got to be able to go left. You got to be able to slide defensively. You got to be able to stop your guy. You got to be able to block out, set good screens, blah, 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 blah. All this stuff that you've got to learn to be able to do if you want to make money playing the game. No. The thing is that it's not about the money. It's about the shared experiences. You know what? If you talk to somebody who played in the NFL or played in the NBA, the last thing they want to talk about is money. Bob Kravitz wrote a beautiful piece about playing golf with Dwight Freeney. Dwight Freeney, he, he, because Bob prompted him, he talked a little bit about money and how he chose to take care of his money. But what Bob talked about more often and what Dwight Freeney more importantly talked about more often were the shared experiences and how he and Robert Mathis figured out how to play together and raise all kinds of hell defensively. I watched a thing yesterday, a 30 for 30 on ESPN about the 1985 Chicago Bears. None of those guys, they talked a little bit about the endorsements, but that they were annoying more than anything else. What they talked about was the connectivity between one and another. 
and the connectivity between themselves and Buddy Ryan and how they worked together to be the best that they could be and winning that Super Bowl championship at the end of the 1985 season was that magical. It was the cherry on top, but it wasn't the most important thing. It wasn't the thing that they remember. What they remember, and you can see it in each of them, because each of them, although they were interviewed individually, they had the same look on their face when they talked about the experiences that they had, the joy of putting quarterbacks out of the game, the pain of being embarrassed by Buddy Ryan that led to that unit, that defensive unit, becoming one of the best of all time. The sacrifices that they made collectively, they had the same exact look on their faces when they spoke about each other. And it's a beautiful 30 for 30. I cannot recommend it more highly. At the time, they were thinking other thoughts, right? Now they realize what was important about it. And college basketball players need to realize what's important about what they're doing. They need to exist in the moment accurately if they're truly going to appreciate it as it happens, right? They need to understand that it's about each other. It's about Robert Finnessy looking into Justin Smith's eyes and knowing exactly what he's thinking and knowing that both of those guys would do anything that it takes to win games together because they're that connected. It's about Al Durham looking at Deron Davis. It's about any one of these guys. It's about Devontae Green looking at all his guys. He's a captain. You've got to find a way collectively to go to battle together and to understand how important those battles are, not in the grand scheme of things, The world is not going to change because Indiana beat Western Illinois, and it's not going to change because Indiana beat Portland State or loses to Portland State. But what is going to be different, what is going to be created, are the memories that 10 years, 20 years, 30 years from now stick in their heads. As I look back on playing high school soccer, I remember all the losses. I remember the looks on my teammates' faces. I remember those guys having my back and me having their backs. And when, when we get together at high school reunions or at an alumni game, which I haven't played in for quite some time, but that's a different story, it's the same thing. You fall into that collective consciousness that you so miss because it doesn't, it doesn't exist anymore. You know, once you get married... Love, my wife is the best person in the world. Uh, love our life. We've got a mortgage. We've got professional aspirations, all of that stuff. We want to help people. We want to do all that stuff. But uh, those things are complications, right? And so you're not thinking just, hey, I got to be a great friend. How can I be a great friend today? You're not thinking, hey, how can I compete at a higher level? today. You're not thinking, I got to have this guy's back, right? Maybe you do in business. Maybe you don't in business. Maybe you're one of those people who in business, because it's good for you. And I've been in this situation. It's good for you to do the wrong thing to somebody else because it's going to benefit you professionally. How do you make that choice? A lot of complications coming down the pike for these people post-basketball career, whether that's immediately after college graduation or after they hang up their sneakers after a professional career, all right? But what is going to last, what is going to stick, 
is that connectivity between you and the teammates that you go to war with. And that's, that's a bad analogy. It's not war, but damn it, it is a brotherhood that's created through the effort to compete successfully, whether it's in basketball or football or baseball or any team endeavor. And that's the glory of the thing. That's the beauty of college basketball. And, and why I think it's so beautiful in basketball is it is so tempting to be selfish in basketball, right? Because there are times when individuality is applauded and individuality is celebrated and individuality, great individuality, is even sometimes victorious. But the glory of the game, just like the glory in jazz, is the sound created by all the people on the stage, right? If you've got a great jazz quintet, it's how the music molds together to form one song. That's what basketball needs to be. And every once in a while, there's a standout player who can absolutely wail on a, on a sax solo. But you know what? That's not the glory. That isn't it. It's how you fit together with the others to create something greater than yourself. That's what basketball is at its best. And that's why basketball is the magical game that it is. And that's why these memories, although maybe it doesn't seem like it should be the point right now for those playing that game, those memories need to be the motivating factor. And you've got to, you've got to look at this and say, okay, you know what? I understand how special this is and why it's special. And that's what these guys need to do. And if they're incapable of that, they're going to miss the good stuff. They're going to miss the marrow of the experience and what tragedy that is. As you would talk to Ryan Klein today, postgraduate Ryan Klein, no longer with the Boilermakers, I'll guarantee you that the thing that he misses, and, and this is true for Juwan Morgan, probably even true for Romeo Langford, even though he only played a year at Indiana and has been seen as a meal ticket by his family, or his dad at least, forever. The glory is, those are your teammates. Those are those people. And at this moment in college, and this is the only argument that I think is reasonable for arguing or, or making the case that college basketball shouldn't be college basketball players shouldn't be paid, is that right now it's just we play for each other. You're not playing for money, and when you play for money, things get complicated. And when you play for each other, things are oh so simple. Don't reject that simplicity. Understand it, embrace it, enjoy it. And if you do that, you got a hell of a chance to really, really dig in to what is very, very cool about that experience. And if you don't, you're going to wake up 10 years from now, 20 years from now, 30 years from now, and kind of knock yourself in the head and say, what the hell was I thinking? Because the best stuff was all the stuff I wouldn't pay any attention to. So, Butler IUPUI tonight. You got Green Bay and Purdue tonight. You've got the Pacers in Washington tonight in the NBA. Everybody playing this weekend. Basketball season is upon us, and I couldn't be happier about it. Breakfast with Kent tomorrow morning, Facebook Live, 8 o'clock, then Periscope Live at about 8.15. It's a show so nice we do it twice. Brought to you by the great people at Today's Dentistry, Dr. Mike O'Neill, the best at what he does. Make him your dentist. Call 317 849 2933. Join me for breakfast with Kent tomorrow.
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18+. Plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.